1: let us start with the next round, which is with Mr. Finato.
2: Yeah. Round three yeah.
3: tactics. Hmm. Mm.
2: Ooh, where to go, where to go? Uh, hmm. You know what? Let's go with three blacks. I'm going to stick them down at the bottom.
3: Hmm. Good play. Good play.
1: Good play. Well, I'm going to pick up the three teals and put it on my bottom row, thereby filling up that row, because that was... Definitely the problem I, I had last I, I, round. I,
3: I think I know what art's going to do. Yeah. So, yeah, two blacks bottom row. Fill that because danger. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we I, both I, want that black. If, yeah. If you didn't do it, I was going to do it.
1: Oh god, gotcha. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are now. There's now only one black tile left on the board, which means that Mr. Venato cannot fill up his final row. That's
2: so uh, fine. I'll buy my time.
3: Take two blue uh put it here
2: uh right um hmm. <laughs> let's go with... Uh, let's, go, ooh, let's go with
4: choices
2: node two uh, blue,
1: second row, interesting,
4: We've definitely got options,
1: yeah. Well, I'm going to pick up the three yellow from the centre and put, in, and I'm going to put it in the third row. Not bad decision. And that nets me first player token for the next round. Admittedly, with minus one, but
4: it's fine. Mm. As I am going to take a single green, light blue, whatever it
3: is. Deal. Put it on my first row. Deal. Whatever. I'm <laughs> going colours. to take okay. mm. a single yellow for my first row.
2: Uh, you know what? I'll take the three reds from the middle. I'll put my third row.
1: Marvellous. I am going to pick up one teal from one of the factories and put it in my first row.
4: Hmm. Still options.
3: I'm going to take the three blue and stick them down here.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
3: Not an amazing set of options open to me right now. No. To be honest, I'm not particularly
4: happy with that move, but I don't think it's detrimental to me as the main thing. Take two
3: yellow and put it on the third row.
2: i going to take that single black and just stick it there.
1: Sir. So, oh, well, I'm going to take the two yellows and stick that in my second row.
4: It's very kind of you.
1: I will take the
3: one blue. Complete that. Uh, oh, I will take the four blue. Teal, or teal. teal. Oh four
2: my god. Teal. I'm somewhat bang for you. you didn't do the reds because you're just screwy mm. then. <laughs> oh, I would have, wouldn't I? Yes. So, scoring time.
1: Oh. Oh wow. Jeez. Uh, there has been a huge reversal again. Not oh, you've uh, snuck back up. Uh, so it's getting hard now to determine how many points people got each round. Um, does the game log actually? I uh, think the game log does kind of say, but yeah, it only it only says for. You for yourself, so that's... Uh... Anyway, Mr. Velasco is now on 19 points with his clever plays of putting tiles down in certain locations. Uh, then, round to myself, I managed to get a near-complete column, as well as some extra stuff, extra rows uh, building up, so I'm now on 21. Art almost has a complete column as well, uh, but with a few isolated tiles means he's only on 17. And feature easy to connect ones is the thing indeed but and feature again almost a complete column a few isolated ones but now on 18. And I start. Right. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> so, I. So the thing is, do I play aggressive or do I play defensive? That is That's the question. That is the mm. question. Okay. I am picking up two blues and sticking them in row four.
4: Mm. I don't want you to get two more blues, really.
1: Uh, but do you want me to not get two blues or do you want Mr. Bonatis to not get two blacks?
4: I mean, both really. So, oh, my God, my brain hurts.
3: Uh, yeah. I'm going to take a yellow. Now, do I scupper Venato for now?
2: Or do you focus on yourself?
3: Mm. I'm going to be selfish and take three for the red for the bottom row.
2: Excellent. Uh, I'm going to take the two blacks and fill up my bottom row. Right.
3: That's actually
4: worked out quite nicely for us. That means he can't take blues that easily at the moment. Mm. He,
2: he can slowly pick away, but he's got it, it, not many it chances. It does
4: cost him time. True. Yeah, he'll, he'll definitely be able to complete it, but he'll have to pick up a single Whether or not he completes
2: the disc 10, and whether or not he completes it without taking a huge dunk on his points.
1: He won't do that. I don't. No, anyway. I won't.
4: Putting, uh, four, uh... putting
1: four blues on the bottom. Yeah. Ooh. Not bad. Um, I'm... And whatever you do, I've got that final row.
3: Yeah. We'll take two yellows. And I will thank you and take two red for mine. No, I mean, I couldn't have done yeah. anything with those reds, really.
2: Uh, I don't want. I want. You know, what? I'm gonna take one teal for the uh, top row.
1: Very good. That puts you one block away from completing your row and completing the starting the end game scoring.
4: Mm. Yeah,
1: that's what concerns me. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up the one blue from the centre and stick it in the final row. I'm going to
4: take a yellow and complete my four. I'm
3: going to go a little counterintuitive and I'm going to pick up the two yellow and put it on my second
2: row. Nah, that Good. makes sense. Uh, hmm. putting a free teal from there and put them on the third row.
1: Picking up the one red from the centre and sticking that on the first column, the uh, first row.
3: New black from the centre and putting on my two row. Single blue from the centre and on the top. forget, right. I'm. Uh,
2: you know what? Two teals on the second row.
1: Fair enough. I'm going to take the blue. Fourth row. That's not good. Yeah, uh, actually, you know what? Not too bad. I'll take
4: single yellow and put on my top row. Damn it! <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, oh,
0: we are all me. going. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs>
3: so oh. I think you can
4: only take one tile
2: from that.
3: Yeah, I, know I can take a red, but I can yeah, only take could one take... of any
2: kind. Yeah, I mean yeah,
3: that's the same for all of us.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to take that single red and stick it in my f*** there.
3: It's the only thing you could have done. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, ha, ba, da, ba, da, ba,
1: what am I going to do? Because I've got, there's one black and one teal tile left.
2: And I can go in either of your two open rows. Uh, the Bop. teal
1: can go anywhere. The black can only go in the third. Mm-hmm. Which do you want? I'm going to pick up the teal. Damn it.
2: I'll
1: pick up the black then and put it in my third row. Scoring Nine. starts. And then we get confused because the points just get calculated ridiculously fast.
2: Ooh. Yeah. The bottom half is pre packed. I
1: think Ayn... So Ayn got 39 points. Yes. Uh, I I'm got a lot of combos in that yeah, setup. Yeah. <laughs> I I'd have more. I had isolated... Um, I've just basically had a ton of isolated setups mm. so I couldn't really do much about that. Um... So, yeah, current points is that I am last with 32 points. Then it is a tie between Vija and Earthheart at 33, and in the lead, probably to finish the game, at 39 yeah. points, is Mr. Fanato. Yeah. But, still so have another round of two of to go. But before we have that round, let's, uh, let's start opening up the floor to what else other people have been doing.
3: Well, we, uh, well, we, can't, we can't do the loser. Cause <laughs>
2: the loser. Well, we can do the second slash third because you're tied in the middle.
3: Oh well, yeah, that, that means we've got to flip a coin and decide who goes
1: first. I mean, unless you want me to speak more about uh, about this <laughs> stuff.
4: Yeah. Tell you what, Vija, I'll, I'll take the bullet and I'll go first. Yeah, go for it. So, um, let's start with game. So, I have also been playing a game that has re- been quite recently released, but. Um, more on the souls like than <laughs> tunic certainly um because it is just basically the spiritual successor to dark souls and that is Elden ring
2: where's your maidens um sorry where's your maidens
4: um i can't say you because that would be a massive spoiler <laughs>
1: not that i think any of you guys are going to play it but,
4: oh, I but we have people this. listening
1: so it may spoil those who sorry. are listening mm. so yeah Elden
4: ring very much a lot of people are calling it open-world Dark Souls, and that's not a terrible description. It is an open-world Dark Souls-styled game. Made by Dark Souls creator From Software, written by um, George R, R. Martin from uh, Song of Fire and Ice fame, and obviously Game of Thrones. Um, I mean, it's your fairly typical Dark Souls game in terms of how it plays, per se, um, it is still very much a you have a left hand item, a right hand item, you've got your spells, you've got your items. <clears throat> so the main things that obviously have been mixed up, there's the open world, which means that you can kind of go wherever you want to a certain degree. Um, now, the game does at the start give you kind of a hey' here you should go in this direction, which is the direction for the next major boss you need to fight. And it the very start, it kind of just guides you to a few new sites of grace, which are the new bonfires, which are basically little piles of light. Um, and it tries to teach you a few things on the way. The first big one being, as soon as you get out the starting tutorial area, which um, a big complaint is the tutorial area is... Um, down a pit and so a lot of people are missing it because they're thinking I'm not going to jump down that pit despite the fact the message on the floor tells you to do so um, people yes. have
1: been start by playing too many sewer levels before
4: true though that isn't the sewer level there is actually a sewer level in the game um, but as soon as you get outside the so the the guidance kind of shows you hey see that church over there you should head there next okay that's fair you can ignore it and go towards the coast you can also ignore it and go towards a tomb that's past the church, but why would you? You might as well stop off at the church. Um, but between you and the church is a boss. It is a boss there you will have no way of beating at that point in the game. Um, so it, I think it's supposed to teach you to run away from it. So there's a couple of things. The open world, I think, is a bit of a double edged sword. I really like the fact that if you're struggling with something, it means, hey, I can just bugger off and do something else. Um, the very first boss it leads you towards, while it's definitely a good first boss for showing you what to expect of the bigger bosses of this game, it's, yeah, you, if you follow that basic route, you will be in no position to fight him when you get to him. You need to go and explore, level up in some other areas, fight some minor bosses in some of the dungeons and stuff. In, so this be the other thing is there's There's a difference between, like, catacombs and caves, which are, like, mini minor dungeons. And then your main dungeons, which are, like... The first big one is Stormvale Castle. I don't feel that's a spoiler, because that's pretty much the game tells you to go there right at the beginning. Um, So, yeah, defeating some of those minor bosses is a good start. And that gets you a few more levels to get you more comfortable to fighting the first um, boss that gets you into the castle... But there's also just like loads of stuff you can do around that circumvents that. Because of the open world, it means there's a lot of stuff you can do to you know do other stuff. If you're stuck on something, you can go and do something else. You can go and find more equipment, you can go and fight some minor bosses. You can just explore and see what you can find. And I think that's great. But it does mean that when you are kind of lost, is it okay? I can't beat this boss, where should I go to level up? There's no direction to kind of go, this is an area you should be. To give an example, there's an area far to the east that I explored before beating the first boss that gives you a great ruin. There is no reason you should ever be there before you've beaten him because it is way past your level. And yet, I went exploring that area, picking up loads of items and... You know it was great, but I very obviously shouldn't have been there, and it makes for some interesting cheese tactics, but it also, yeah, without that kind of any kind of guidance, whereas Dark Soul's games are a bit more structured in that you have several paths you can go, and if you're stuck on one path, try the other path. but it you know where you're going for the most part. There's secrets and stuff to go to. So that is one criticism. Um, now, thankfully, you are able to uh, summon a spectral steed called Torrent. You don't get that from the start. You, This is the other thing, is that the game doesn't tell you how to get the basic starting stuff you need. You need the horse. There is no questions about that. Um, so, yeah, the fact the game doesn't tell you how to get the horse... Uh, I'm going to tell you now for people watching uh when you get, so you can activate the sites of grace just by touching them but you don't rest at them rest at all of them to start with just because after you've been to so many you will then get the ability to level up and have your horse leveling up is kind of important <laughs> so um yeah there is that um and there's some other nice touches here and there because it's open world there's a lot more cliffs and stuff, and they've added a nice system which uses an item that most people ignore, which is rainbow stones. And they're just kind of like, oh yeah, normally you just stick them on the ground to mark paths so you know where you're going. This this time they have a secondary function, which I didn't know about until I saw a tips video. If you chuck them over the edge of a ledge, if they break, you won't survive that fall. And, it's, and that's a really nice idea, and the game has lots of these nice little ideas, which are great. Um, They've kind of got a new buddy system called Ashes of War. Um, or similar. Sorry, Ashes of War is what you attach to your weapons. Uh, you, basically summoning ashes that you can get. Again, the game doesn't tell you how to get them. Uh, you have to go back to the church, first church. And someone will appear to say hello and give you that stuff. I don't feel like this is spoilery. Because this is stuff the game should be telling you. Um, because it's essential for getting on early in the game. But yeah, it allows you to summon ally characters, and you find more as you go through the game, and you'll find your favourites. And it's really cool to see what they can do, but it makes a lot of the big boss fights, especially those with multiple enemies, much more manageable. And while some people say it's cheating, the game wouldn't give it to you. And the The really nice thing with the Souls games and Elden Ring is, play it the way you want. If you want to be a sorcerer, be a sorcerer. If you want to be a sword and board fighter, there's no reason you can't do that. And this game just amplifies that. It is great. I'm definitely thoroughly enjoying it, but I think part of that is because I do enjoy Dark Souls-y types games. The big question is some people have said it's the easiest Souls game and therefore the best one to start with. I don't know if that's true. I think the open world part obfuscates that and the fact that there is no guidance to it. The other thing is you can tell the game they've learned more and more as they've gone through their various games. And Elden Ring is a culmination of everything they've learned in Dark Souls, Bloodborne, etc. But it does mean going back to the older games, I think, is a bit harder. So if you're a soul, if you're a Dark Souls fan, you were holding off on this one and going, Yeah, but how is you know Jordan R. Martin's writing going to affect this? It's your same Dark Souls you've loved before. Trust me. Um if you're thinking, hmm, I want to try this. I would say i personally wouldn't recommend it as a starting one but i don't think there's any harm in it being your starting one if you want to want to go to it if you don't like the grim dark dark soul stuff and want to give this one a bit more of a try because it's a little bit more fantasy go ahead um i don't want to say too much more because part of the really nice thing with souls like games and especially with elden ring is exploring and finding your own stuff um the only other thing I would say is do not be afraid to look up guides on NPC quests and stuff because they have a lot of failure points. And if you're worried that you'll break the quest and not get the end re- end reward, it's very easy to break them. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely uh, definitely don't be afraid to look up that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's been the main game I've been playing. I've been doing it a few bits. Um, I'm still getting on with Dank and Rumpa. I'm on Dankeromper V3. It runs horribly on the Switch. Um, the first two had issues. This one constantly chugs. Um, it is disappointing. I haven't even got the first trial on that yet, though, so we'll see how bad it gets when it gets to that one. Um, Final Fantasy XIV is still ongoing. Uh, it is currently Moogle Tome time, which means uh, grinding for certain items that Kupai. are harder to get.
1: Yeah. Koopo Koopo. <laughs> Um,
4: So the big rewards Are a small doggy earring Which I don't really care about A mount which is a flaming dog Which I definitely wanted Because it is the last one of the set I needed and there's one Of which I think is Cloud's Hairstyle so I'm Gonna see if I can get that before the end Of the time Mm. Um, So yeah All of that and the mobile game and play final fantasy Record keeper is having its seventh anniversary. And there's loads of stuff going on on that as well. So gaming is certainly busy.
1: (laughs) I believe you can get a certain cloud based uh, item for that as well.
4: Yes. Um, called pretty in purple. I'll let you decide what that is in terms of watching stuff. As you guys probably know, I don't tend to watch masses. So I'm going to recommend two YouTube channels that I've been watching recently. Um one is a YouTube channel called Travel Alone Idea. Um, it's a guy who I'm assuming lives in Japan and he's been doing um some videos showcasing a load of overnight stay uh overnight travel places. So overnight travel on a train with various different bed types and he shows all free off in various videos. Some um coach overnight coaches an overnight ferry um, and some pod hotels and stuff, and it's just kind of interesting to see his view and watch him through. Um, it's a nice little channel, so have a watch if you fancy. It just does make me want to go to Japan more, but I think that's going to be a while off yet. <laughs> um, the other one is a channel called Chip Cheesium LPs. Um, LP. He is. Uh, he's still doing stuff at the moment, but his big thing that I watch him for is he has done Let's Plays of Metal Gear 1, Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. With showing off a lot of them as well. It's worthwhile watch. He's also done Final Fantasy Seven Remake. I think he's finishing that one off. He's got a couple of others. Uh, the other big one I watched off him was the Wonderful 101. Because at the time, I didn't think I would ever get to play the game. <laughs> of course, then it got re-released. So. Um... So at the moment I'm going through his Metal Gear series again as just something to have in the background. Uh I'm on to Metal Gear Solid 4. Um he had did record them out of order. I think he recorded 3 1 2 and then 4 because it wasn't out when he recorded 3 and then 5. Um
1: but so uh, kind of kind of chronological order and then 5.
4: Yeah, basically. <laughs> um so yeah, uh he also does a podcast which you listen to, um, but I don't fuck with that one quite as much. Um, and my last recommendation is one where they've recently just done a new episode, and that is a D and D live play called Oxventure. I think I've talked a bit about it before. They've done their first show of the year, which was um, live streamed because they were originally going to do them at EGX Birmingham which got cancelled so (laughs) they instead did a single live show called battle for bardcon um you know because they didn't actually get to go to a convention um so yeah i think i will leave it at that i've waffled on enough i believe